This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 786 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the Dressage Radio Show. Elisa Snyder joins Dressage Radio Show co-hosts Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks to talk about riding your horse in the present and giving them the chance to respond correctly, even when previous experience would indicate otherwise. And we'll get to our tip right after this shopping tip from Equestrian Collections. Hi, Glenn here with the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with her product of the week. Well, it's that time of the year. Uh, Spring grasses are coming up. Our horses who might have insulin-resistant issues are... um, wanting to get out with everybody else, and those of them who are maybe a little on the portly side, you need to be careful what they're eating. Uh, The product this week is a Cashel Grazing Muzzle Halter. Um, The reason I picked this one to talk about is because this is the one I use. I like it because it's an entire halter. It does not attach to a pre-existing halter, so you can just easily put it on and off. Um, right there in the pasture. It also has a ring that um, down at the base of the chin where you would have a ring on any other halter. And so you can actually lead them around with this thing on, uh, which I thought was really great. And the third thing is it doesn't fall in on itself. It's nice and stiff, but not too stiff. It's easy on the muzzles, but it's not too stiff. It won't fall in on them so they can breathe a little bit easier. It's easy for them to drink out of. Um, Mine drinks with it all the time. Um, And it doesn't seem to bother them as much. And there's another thing you can do with this thing besides keeping them off the grass. If you have a procedure coming up and your horse is not allowed to eat, you can put this on and he can still drink water and walk around with his buddies, but he can't you know, eat. So that's another thing to keep in in mind. It's very adjustable. It's easy and it really works. And they can, I like the fact that they can drink out of it so easily. That's right. We, our horse speaker is a fatty and he's got his uh, muzzle on already. The grass is getting green here in Florida. So he had his muzzle on yesterday. And you know, what's funny is he was so excited to put it on because he knew he was going to be going out in the green grass. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have the same thing with mine. I have um, a one that has an IR issue. and But when I bring the muzzle out to put them out, all the other horses come running nickering because they know when they see that muzzle that they're going to get to go out. <laughs> yes. And these are not that expensive, 28 to $35. So, right. Right. Price. They come in several different sizes. They come in a uh, horse and, the, and they have the small mini one, too. So, minis always have to have these things on. Yes, so, right. there you go. <laughs> or the Cashel Grazing Muzzle Halter. Just search for Cashel Grazing Muzzle when you go to equestriancollections.com and buy one today. Well, we are very happy to have Eliza Sidner-Rom on the show this evening. She is a friend of both Philip and I, and we've been dying to have her on the show. So we are looking forward to her trainer tip of the week. Eliza, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun. 
Well, I am looking forward to your trainer tip. Can we jump right in? All right. My tip of the week is to ride the horse you have now rather than ride the past. And what I mean by that is for most of us, we've had our horse for at least many months, if not many years. And a lot of times we get caught up in riding old problems or continuing to create an old problem that maybe really isn't an old problem or a problem currently anymore. So um, I know this happens a lot for me because I work with a lot of young horses. So if I started the young horse under saddle and let's say they had a really difficult problem picking up the right lead canter, and now I'm so happy because they canter to the right really well, but somebody comes along and says, yeah, well, they've been cantering to the right really well for six months now, so why don't we get on with it and make the rightly canter better and stop thinking that the rightly canter is a problem anymore because it isn't. No, I think that's so right. I think we all we all get into that rut, um, and, and we've all been there. So give us some other examples of, of riding sort of the horse from the past versus the horse you have now. I have quite a few students who are um, either moving up a level right now or starting with a new horse, a younger horse. And one thing that I tell them when we're working on something new is imagine that this, this horse already knows this. Let's say we're learning how to really ride a good quality collected canter towards second or third level. And instead of hoping that it works out and trying really hard to prepare to ride a collected canter, I tell them while we're still walking, all right, we're going to pick up the canter, and this is your fourth-level schoolmaster. Someone has already trained this horse for you. He knows how to do collected canter. Ride him as if he knows how to do it. And then, of course, we're not going to keep him in it very long because the horse doesn't really necessarily know how to do collected canter yet. But if you ride it as if they do, a lot of times um, it works out a lot better than waiting and seeing what problem you're going to have and then trying to fix it. Yeah, I think that goes to, a, uh, you know, to your state of mind as you're riding the horse or, you know, and sometimes it just takes fresh eyes on the ground to say, you know, like, there's not this problem anymore. Stop bugging him about it. You know, you get, I get a lot of that in, you know, when riding, uh, when riding the bend for a horse or a horse I know for maybe even a month or two months has a little bit of a bending problem. You know, it's kind of like you immediately get on and go right to that problem or sometimes you know you you don't expect the horse to be able to do something that you ask and then you know give it give the horse a chance to do it correctly from you know a, a softer aid and uh and you never know they might just surprise you right so i'm always looking to be pleasantly surprised from a, you know by a horse every day just being fresh you know and and just you know having a good state of mind as you approach it Reese, do you have any examples, you know, that you've been dealing with recently about this? Yeah, I think I think we all do. I mean, we, we talked a little bit, Philip, when you came to visit me in Florida. And, and last, I think I talked to you about I had a sensitive uh, black mare. And, you know, for the longest time, for the, the year I had her, you know, I was trying to keep the peace. And finally, Philip's like, hey, come on, ride that canter through. Like, there's no reason that that shouldn't be going on. And, and it, just to have a fresh approach to the horse... Uh, was great, and it's re- that just one statement changed my whole riding on her, and now she's really pushed through. And from the very minute I get on, I say, "Okay, come on now. I don't need to treat you with kid gloves. I can really ride you." Um, and so that was super helpful, just in my own riding. 
Um, and, and wouldn't you guys say that this is a great time to, it is nice to either do a clinic with, you know, somebody that you're familiar with, or even if you haven't seen your trainer in a while, uh, especially in, in the case of us, we don't necessarily get help all the time. Um, so it's nice to just kind of go to see your trainer and say, okay, this is the issue. Do you see it? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I think for sure to have help on the ground. Um, from your trainer, or even if it's just a fresh set of eyes on the ground, um, to help you is always super important for this reason. And also sometimes for amateurs that have their own horse, they always ride and they only ride that one horse. I think it can be helpful if there's a possibility for them to come and sit on a different horse. And then I can tell them the next time I teach them on their horse, all right, imagine that you're on that horse that you rode the other day, maybe it was a schoolmaster of mine. Imagine that you're on that horse and they already know, you know, they do a really nice shoulder in and now let's ride the shoulder in as if you're riding that horse. I know for me, sometimes I feel like I ride other people's horses better than my own because you get into these, into these ruts. It's a little bit like a long-term relationship where you have the same argument a little bit over and over. So to have a fresh set of eyes on the ground or even sometimes to sit on a different horse, um, just to have that fresh perspective, I think, is really important. I think that's a really good point, Eliza. I mean, uh, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, before. But, I mean, you know, as a professional, we each get to ride, you know, a, a bunch of horses every day, right? So you're not bringing that same experience back to that horse, you know, day by day. So I think that's a really a really interesting and a good point to, to try and sit on a different horse that that doesn't have that problem. Sometimes that might even help you figure out whether it's you or the horse, right? I mean, I know that not everyone has the, an opportunity to ride a really great schoolmaster, but, uh, you know, just, just something, something new, change the perspective, try and figure out, you know, uh, from different angles, what the, what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of a, it's a long-term relationship and uh, it makes you think about just, just, you know, when, when you're married for a while or that kind of thing, you know, you get in, you, you do the same thing and maybe the same thing is annoying. And sometimes you just have to step back and say, okay, wait a minute, let's, let's look at this and, and, and maybe look at it a different way. Um, Eliza, any other tips that you can give kind of even, even about the mental state when you get on that same horse for the same day, uh, for, you know, for the same time? Well, I like to try to imagine if I'm going to ride whatever the movement is, let's say I'm going to pick up the canner and my horse has a tendency to have a little bit of a flat, maybe slightly four-beat canter. Before I even pick up a canter, whether it's from the cow to walk, I'm going to imagine in my mind the best-feeling canter that I've ever ridden. And I think of whatever horse that is. For me, my mare Gracie that had one of the best-feeling canters ever. And so when I ride a horse that I know has a problem a little bit with the rhythm and the canter, I'm going to picture Gracie's canter in my mind before I pick up the canter to part and then ride that canter. And, of course, I'm realistic. I don't expect the horse to canter immediately like Gracie can, but I try to have that feeling and I try to talk to people about that, that you, you really prepare yourself mentally for what you want to feel instead of asking, seeing what happens, and then thinking, ugh, oh, this is this bad canter again, and you sort of, you know, you make that happen almost, even though, of course, you don't want it to happen. So trying to trying to take just that moment or two before you ride, whatever the movement is, 
um, to imagine the best feeling that you felt before and then try to replicate that. I think it's really important for people. What I find a little bit handy in, in some of these things is if I have a problem with, um, I don't know, half pass, for instance, sometimes you have to change in how you're preparing for it. You know, like if you're, if you're riding always, you know, kind of, let's say a 10 meter circle and then into half pass, sometimes you have to change where the movement occurs or a little bit where or how you prepare for it. Because, you know, you have to say that, you know, for some reason it's not working but not necessarily in the movement in, in, and sometimes it's just how you come into the movement, you know, and, and, and just, you know, find different approaches to, to do the same thing or get through the same problem. And then, like you said, once the problem is done, try not to keep going at it, you know, every day, kind of figure out a different problem and figure that out. And maybe a month from then come back to it. Right. I mean, you don't have to school the same thing every day just because it was a problem three weeks ago or, or something like that, you know, let the horse get over it, keep it fresh, keep it interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I remember one time um, a trainer said, it's okay if you make, if you keep making mistakes, as long as they're new mistakes. Right. You know, That's a very good point. The same, yeah. the same mistake over and over again. We don't mind if we make new mistakes if you know we we're gonna have to make mistakes everyone there's there's no doubt that we're just gonna continuously make mistakes but let's try even to make a new one and like you said maybe sometimes even um approaching if you have one thing that is not good like let's say the half tough approaching it from a different way or even riding what may seem to be a slightly harder movement um and then coming back to the the easier movement and sometimes it feels a little bit better. Um, I know certainly for me with half pass on some horses, if I ride, if I ride the half pass and then I keep the mineral there through the corners and through the short side and onto the next quarter line, and I'm keeping the mineral there, keeping the mineral there, and then ride, let them sort of flow over from the quarter line back out to the track and half pass, half pass feels like a relief and, and a relief for the horse instead of, like, oh, here we go, this is half-pass, this is hard for me. Almost, It's almost a relief to go into half-pass from something that's been a little bit harder. And I know a lot of times for people, they think, well, I can't possibly go on to this harder movement because I'm, I'm still not good at the easier movement. But occasionally, to challenge yourself a little bit, um, and then maybe it feels easier for both you and the horse to come back to the slightly easier movement. Yeah, I have an almost exact, you know, uh, example just recently, just working today, actually, we work a horse and a um, uh, really nice combination, but the the rider and the horse have a little trouble with Travair, you know, and we've been dealing with it and working through it for a couple of months, but today I just said, you know what, we're going to go on, we're going to move, we're going to move a little bit towards half pass, right? You know, you go to the next step up, I said, we're not going to show half pass this year, but this horse needs to learn Travair, and so we're going to give the horse a little bit of a harder job. You know, did that a little bit, working on a half pass, a little bit back and forth, you know, teaching horse and rider. And then, you know, we went back to Traver and it was like, like a relief, like you said, like a relief for the horse. The horse kind of went, oh, yes. And then something that she already kind of knew and she was like, oh, but the Traver was so much better from having done the half pass, you know, something a little bit harder that it was just like, you know, the problem wasn't just to keep going at Traver all the time, you know, and the horse is getting a little cranky, the rider's getting bored, you know, everyone's getting bored and frustrated. You know, we just did something out, get, you know, get out of the box a little bit and just, and just carry on. So I thought, you know, very, you know, a couple of examples of almost the same thing. So. Yeah. 
Well, great job, Eliza. Thank you so much for your tip of the week. That was super. I think it's something that we can all take to all of our horses that we ride. Um, Eliza, how would someone get in touch with you online? Um, I have a website at www.elizasidnordressage.com. And then I also have a Facebook page. You can look up Eliza Sidner Dressage. And I update that pretty regularly with some pictures and and articles and different things. So, yeah, check out both of those. Can you spell Sidnor for us there, Eliza? It is S-Y-D-N-O-R. Perfect. And don't worry if you misspelled it because everyone in the world does. And that's a wrap. S as in Sam, Y, D as in dog, N-O-R is how you spell that. If you enjoyed Reese and Philip talking about everything dressage, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tips about topics ranging from care, horse care to websites for horse people on horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of equestriancollections.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 